0: Everybody and welcome to Fortress Comic News, episode two hundred and sixty-two. I am one of your hosts, Chris, alongside my co-host Mike. Hey, hey, oh, everybody!
1: Mike. Nothing. I uh, I dived into the world of video games uh, this weekend, which is something you usually do. Um, made it down to Pax East, so talk a little bit about that. Um, a little bit about how. I almost think it's worth it to not go on Saturday now and just go like Thursday, Friday (laughs) or Sunday. I see that. Yeah. Because there's like never anybody there on Thursday, Friday and Saturday is like, I never understand the waiting three hours to play a a game. And I guess if you're there for four days, it makes sense. I never, so I, I went like
0: four years in a row, five years in a row. I forget. Uh, but, I never waited in line to play games, at least, like, the big games, you know, because there'd be, like, the big line for... Uh, well, okay, so, this'll age me. Uh, <laughs> Fortnite was there before it was Fortnite. This is back mm-hmm. when it was that, like, tower defense. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Game. Before they're like, hey, let's put in a Battle Royale and make tons of money. Yeah, make um, all the money. And there was always hyper on that, and, like, you know, like, I don't know, doom would be there whatever and there be huge yeah, lines yeah. for that i'm like i can i don't want to wait to play those but like i would find the dudes and do that's um, making like small indie games that had nobody there it's like all right mm-hmm. let's see what you
1: got <laughs> and so this year uh, a lot if a lot of people don't know, pex east is the penny arcade expo there's four of them five of them including unplugged i think all over the world big gaming expo usually microsoft sony Square Enix, the big players are there. Uh, they weren't there this year, so it was really more indie focused. Uh, like Devolver, if anybody knows them, they're a big publisher. They were there. They the only issue with them is they're they're promoting this uh, this really cool looking game um, called I don't even know the cause something Sacrifice of the Lamb or something like that, and it looked awesome. But like they had their whole booth was like stylized, like they made their PCs look like arcade. Uh, like machines, which is cool. So you could go in and try a bunch of the different stuff. But the main one was this lamb game. And if, I think, I think they gave you like 30 minutes of play. So like they had to cap the line at like 10 people for the day, um, which didn't make sense because they had it on like one big screen. And it's like, if this is the game you're trying to promote, I, I guess maybe most people didn't realize like everybody would be there for indie games. And that was pretty cool though. Cause I got to play a lot more than I have before because it's you know that's what you're focusing on mm-hmm. but there's people in line i'm like if the showroom four closes at six and they're saying this three hours from this point i was like doing the math in my head i'm like you people at the end of the line aren't going to get to play before the showroom closes <laughs> i was like i don't know if they realize that but uh yeah you got to be prepared to sit in lines i had i had a good time though a lot of cool games i checked out Yeah, there was a point where I would just no longer wait, but my
0: favorite part every year, and I'm sure they weren't there because of, you said no big publishers and everything, but my favorite every year was going to the Gearbox. Um, They
1: were there. Yeah, Gearbox was like the biggest one there, yes. So,
0: Gearbox would do a panel, and um, I don't know if we still hate Randy Pitchford or not. It's hard to keep track of who everyone on the internet hates, but... Randy would do a whole show and everything, and like he's a—I don't know if you know this about him, but he's like a magic enthusiast. Oh, okay. So he would do like a whole magic act, and then they would show off the game. And like two years, two out of the three years, I got like a free game. Oh, that's cool. They would like ha- put it underneath the seats and be like, "All right, guys, you all get like one year." It was Borderlands the pre-sequel. I know, I know wow. everybody, but wow, wow. At least I got it for free. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least you didn't have to pay for it.
0: Uh like, that was my favorite every year. And then the one yep. year that you were there with me, well not with yep. me, but we were there at the same time. Yeah. And um yep.
1: we went to it was a acquisition incorporated, incorporated, yeah. Which is my we first favorite. Go uh, uh the it's not the same team anymore. Over the last few years they've lost a lot of people. That's for that's live D and D for anybody that doesn't watch them. It's pretty funny. Uh didn't go to that this year. I played a lot of games. Uh Thunderbird uh publishers had a lot of cool games um they had one basically that was like dark souls that i loved but you're basically a stick figure and <laughs> like you take off your helmet and stuff and you just have like a pixel stick figure head it was pretty funny That's phenomenal. uh yeah there was some cool stuff really disappointed there wasn't any like elden ring dark souls merchandise there wasn't anybody like playing elden ring there wasn't anybody selling that type of stuff um which is kind of disappointing but you know, you buy some dice, buy some RPG stuff. Oh, limited run games was there, so picked up a couple Switch games. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, they take indie games and they do small runs. You pre-order, it's almost like Kickstarter. You pre-order the the physical copy of some indie games. So I got I picked up Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And uh Doom 64 for Switch. So that was pretty cool. I love Doom 64. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to play through that again for sure. Um, Oh, so I did find an amazing... So my buddy lives in uh, Somerville, Massachusetts, uh, Boston. outside of Boston. And I went to this amazing comic book shop called Comic-Kazi. Get it? Um, And (laughs) so this place was like... They had a bunch of trades. They had a bunch of action figures. Like a whole... Like, every square foot of this shop was, like, filled with stuff. And then the back, everybody was playing Magic. It was, like, a really cool setup shop. Um, but they had all the new books out front and stuff. And then they had, like, this glass case of, like, the expensive comics. And they were all, like, Golden Age stuff. Like, $2,000, $3,000. There was this amazing cover with, like, Alan Scott on the front for, like, $400. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so if anybody's in Boston area, Comic Kazi is the is one of the best shops I've been into and they have a huge section of pre-owned trades I've never really seen that before like um at such a big selection of pre-owned trades like trade paperbacks so that was pretty interesting to see um yeah I've only seen that with like old like the
0: the one I showed you last week it's like older trades they're hard to find I've never seen like I, I guess they must get such a high volume.
1: Yeah, right. Like no. the Flash New 52 or something. Yeah, um, they must get such a high volume through there that it just, uh, it just like people. It's almost like a library thing. And then I was talking to the guy working there because he started working there um, fairly re- recently. I didn't mention the podcast at all. Usually, like it, sometimes it'll come up. I wasn't there to really promote anything, but uh, he he told me to check out a podcast called. Uh, chronic and comics or something like that. <laughs> um, so you can only imagine what it's about. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, that sounds right up my alley. So maybe I will check that one out. I've, I've never heard of it before. Um, overall, good experience. Went to a Comic Shop, went to PAX East for a day. Uh, my legs are sore. That's for sure. Yeah, um, you don't have that, uh, you know, the con muscles built up. No, I don't. It's It was a, it was a long day of walking. But uh, overall... Good experience it's good to see indie publishers uh there was a there was a publisher i talked to he was there from poland um and i guess it was something like his buddy had done this the motion capture for uh the witcher 3 so that inspired okay. him to like make his own game and this game it was called like uh death deathbed or i'll have to send it to you because it was pretty much like do- his take on doom eternal okay um and it was awesome. You like, you casted spells, and if you like went to cast your fireball, it was first person shooter. You casted it, you put up the devil horns because he loves metal. So, like, you're running around with like devil horns up and like casting spells. So, I looked over at him because my buddy was playing, and I was like, some with the devil horns. He's like, oh, I love metal. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty fun conversation we had with him. Uh, and then he told me, like, the, his twist on it though was like, It's, you know, kill demons all this shit, but, like, the demons go back in time, so, like, the first part of the game takes place, like, they possess uh, Captain Nero, so they go to, like, Rome, uh, ancient Rome, and then the next part of it, they go to, like, um, the demons take over uh, Dr. Jekyll, so, like, you, you, like, go through different timelines, so, and, like, the demons possess, like, people throughout time, and so you have to, like, get transported through time, but same style, Doom Eternal, Rip and tear, killing demons, metals blasting, but it was a lot of fun. That's cool. That sounds like a cool premise for a game too. Yeah, it yeah, kind like, yeah. of reminds me of. Did you ever play Hexen back in the day? No, but that's what he said it was. That's that's what he said it was based off. It of, was Hexen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's I didn't what it know reminds what Hexen was. Yeah. So Hexen was
0: made from the Doom platform, right? So it was made off of the Doom engine i believe so like it looks a lot like doom it yeah. came out like around doom 64 era because I, I had it for nintendo 64 i think it was also okay. on playstation but it was ravensoft oh okay the people doing fucking call of
1: duty shit nowadays yeah. that's so funny <laughs> wow maybe they'll bring it back one day yeah but that he he brought that up and i was like no i've never heard of that so you would have known exactly what he was talking about yeah. um but yeah you know video game stuff i did go see a movie Last week I went and saw the new Harry Potter flick, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I think that's the whole title.
0: What's Dumbledore's uh, secret?
1: So right up <laughs> like, so this movie was good. Okay, um, they didn't pull any punches with the whole uh, Grindelwald, and I don't know if you know anybody anything about this universe, but like Grindelwald and dumbledore had a relationship okay like he he loved him and that's why like the whole weight of the movie is like he can't fight this guy because they at once loved each other and like they made a blood pact so like they couldn't hurt each other so that's part of the film i think overall it was great um the only i mean now when i see ezra miller on a screen it's just like oh man (laughs) this guy's uh got off the deep end you you almost could see it throughout these movies too um that he just like slowly becomes more and more emo and crazy. Um but the Harry yeah. Potter effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh but overall it was good. It was better than the second one. I maybe even better than the first one. But if you like like the Harry Potter lore, uh I think it was good. And this is the this is the movie where Mads Mads Mickelson gets to play uh the villain and love that guy so that was that he stole the show he took over the johnny depp role right yeah so the whole thing if nobody knows like grindelwald was a bad wizard he disguises his face from the first so the the first movie is colin farrell reveals himself at the end of the movie to be johnny depp so johnny depp's in the second one and then the third one he's in hiding again so he's they have just like don't even talk about it but now it's mads mickelson uh playing it and i think honestly he was he was the best version Because, you know, Johnny Depp is, he's good, but he's Johnny Depp, you know, he's just kind of, it's hard to like, he's just like over the top sometimes, but Mads is just like menacing. (laughs) You know, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Johnny Depp plays versions of Johnny Depp. Like he's a great actor, but like he plays versions of, even like Pirates, he's like just a drunk, overdosing version of Johnny Depp.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Johnny Depp on a Tuesday. Um
0: i had a fun week
1: yeah yeah that's for sure overall i think um it was a fun movie so check it out if you if you're on the fence about going to see it i still Uh, watched the first one so yeah the first two the second one's rough man the second one's all over the place the first one is is pretty good the problem was they made a book about or they made a movie about fantastic beast and then tried to like cram a prequel (laughs) For Dumbledore in there, which they really should have just separated the whole thing out, you know, made like seven movies and a boatload of money, they could have done it. Um,
0: need franchise, man. Need franchise. Okay.
1: Merchandising.
0: Um, okay, so, so before we get into the news, I got to tell you my story because it affects yeah. the show.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Little Let me bit of the story. Oh boy. So you'll
0: you'll all notice later on that I didn't read a whole lot of comics, and here's why. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, I found out in the middle of the week, uh, thankfully, because it got stopped, that somebody got my credit card. Oh. My debit card, actually. But, in um, my bank uh, stopped it. So I didn't lose uh-huh. any money, thank God. Okay, that's awesome. But, it created this whole chain of events where I had to, like, destroy my card, and they're sending me a new one and all this shit. So, mm-hmm. A, I, I look like a rich asshole because I'm, like, carrying around Let's just say money. Uh, I like pull out a stack of money whenever I have to buy something now, instead of like just giving my card. You're One of those guys who got a rubber band around your cash, exactly. And uh, but I wasn't. I can't do anything digital right now, so I couldn't get any of my comicsology books
1: oh, this damn. week.
0: Yeah, damn. it sucked. But I was able to go get my hard books, so I got a few of those to talk about. But yeah, and I don't know if I'll have it in time for next week
1: either. I they told me it could take up two weeks. Damn, yeah, I had that happen once. Um, it got flagged like someone was buying. And yeah, they picked it up. I didn't pick it up. So good on the, good on the banks for noticing that shit. Yeah, um, shout out to Bank Security for uh, not losing me $300. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem with that is you got to remember what your card is linked to as far as subscription services and shit. That was the hardest part for me, dude.
0: So it's funny because in the same time I was like, I was thinking about, um, well, I got to change some of my subscription services over, mm-hmm. um, for personal reasons that so I could tell you off air if you want, but, yep. and then I wanted to cancel some too, cause I got way too many. So now I'm just kind of like, well, I have to go through and change everything now. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works itself out. Cause I'm going to have to go through them one by one anyways. Right. So, yeah. Like oh, I want to, I'm true. currently paying for Disney and Hulu. And I was like, I was looking at it like last month. I was like, I could buy that package and then get ESPN. Right. And it's cheaper than paying for Disney and Hulu separately. Yeah.
1: So why not? <laughs> so I like, I gotta do that. And like, you know, financial bullshit. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help that Netflix is getting uh, raised higher and then they said they're going to add ads, and then they're going to crack down on people sharing it in, like, multiple households. It's like, come on,
0: really? So I don't know if you saw, I, I follow this uh, account that, there's a few of these out there, but, like, they take old tweets and then new tweets and, like, uh-huh. put them together to show, like, oh, how people are like, oh hypocrites boy. or whatever. Oh, boy. <laughs> but this one does it for, like, uh, um, for companies. And one of them was... Netflix like I don't know five six years ago and it's like mm-hmm. sharing your password is a one form of love or something weird like that and then it's yeah. like this week it's like you know we need to crack down on people sharing their passwords
1: <laughs> it's like this is I mean this is how I go to another streaming service honestly like HBO Max even Paramount Plus hasn't been bad um I even watched some shows on Apple TV I don't have Apple TV but that show uh, that coach show on there is pretty good.
0: Um, I'm waiting to see cause Apple TV, uh, I was reading Apple TV is like, got the bid for, um, Sunday ticket. Uh, so like if it's just a part of Apple TV, then I guess Apple has my money for the first time. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so I, I might get Apple TV down the line just for that.
1: I, uh, I know we're not talking about comics anywhere, but I bought MLB TV because I'm a, a Rod Sox fan, but I've been surprised, pleasantly surprised this year about how many games that haven't been blacked out because that's that was always a huge problem with that streaming service, but I pretty much have been able to see every game the last two weeks, so I've been pretty happy about that.
0: By the way, everybody, no interview this week.
1: <laughs> no interview, by the way. We're just shooting the shit. Uh, you know, we, we had a backup. Um, I mean, we had a... We're backed up into a couple months, I think, but uh, when when someone of this stature and caliber, you know, reaches out to us and tells us they can't make it, it's all good. No hard feelings. Um, honestly, uh, Derek talked to us so much the last time we probably should have recorded that and could have used it for three interviews. Yeah. No, but, it's, uh, yeah. He was cool about it. Um, and
0: he wants to reschedule, so. We'll get him yeah. on. We'll get him on. Yeah, it we'll just, get him on. He had stuff going
1: on, and yeah. that's where I'll leave it at. Yep. Nobody nobody knows about that, right? Stuff going on, shit going on. Okay, yeah, right. so I am going to not forget it this week to do it at the front of the show. I got my phone open here. This is uh, some flash facts. I don't know if you want to settle in here. So actually, they score some points in my book. Uh. The, for you'll you'll see you'll see when, when you'll know where they score some points. I'll, I'll let you guess where you think.
0: Okay, they scored
1: points. Okay, when you're done, I have a fun flash uh, story to tell you. Okay. Um. So this is season eight, episode eleven. I can't believe it's fucking season eight. I can't. It still boggles my mind. So if everybody remembers from the last last fact flash facts, uh, there's like a black f- flame villain. Um he reveals itself to be, uh, uh, Ronnie Raymond. Um, and, and reveals itself to Caitlin to ask her to help save him. So Barry and Cecile are skeptical. Cecile uses her powers and thinks that Ronnie's asking the team to help kill him. But Caitlin and Frost want to save him. Barry tries to capture the flame again, but Caitlin, and Frost stop him because Caitlyn and Killer Frost are two separate people now. Um, they use a quantum splicer on the flame. It, this was the device that helped Ronnie turn into Firestorm back in like the early seasons. Those those episodes are actually pretty cool. Yeah. And then Ronnie's turned back into a human. Back at Star Labs, uh, Ronnie awakes and reveals himself to truly be Deathstorm. Dun dun dun. So Deathstorm. If anybody doesn't know, Firestorm has Deathstorm that was part of the uh, uh, Blackest Night. Uh, so from Pat's flash facts, he seems that they're setting up a CW Flash version of Blackest Night. Um, that's that's what he thinks. I mean, yeah, you got Deathstorm. That's a start. That's that's a character right there. I don't see why you wouldn't. Also, though, uh, I don't know just end the show <laughs> End the show reboot it i don't know do something we, we hired
0: this guy and um whenever i see somebody with like comic stuff on i uh-huh. try to like sneak in there and be like so do you read
1: comics <laughs> hey comics hey yeah i, mean, and I, I know he, what you mean
0: you know he'd been there for like a week or so and he'd been coming in with like uh Venom stuff on and then I caught a glimpse of his arm and he had a flash tattoo and it was like you know that the style tattoo where it's like your skin's ripping open there's something underneath it it was that but it was like the flash symbol (laughs) badass so I was like oh man I was like man do you read comics and stuff like you know weekly he's like no no don't worry I just really like that TV show I was like oh cool okay and so we're we're talking about for a minute I was like yeah I I fell off of it and he's just like yeah it, it got bad it got really bad. And I'm just like, if somebody who got a tattoo based on that show is telling me it's bad,
1: then come on. <laughs> come on. If you, if he's going to stand there and just admit defeat to you, <laughs> CW, you can admit defeat. Because I guarantee you the writers of the show don't have the Flash tattooed on them anywhere. No. They haven't gone that far.
0: It was so funny because I I was Damn. thinking of you the whole time we were talking too. Cause I'm like,
1: well, oh man! You'd be like, you should have been like, dude, you should read the comics because you'd be way more impressed. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a what a tragedy! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Flash <laughs> really did him dirty. I bet it was like you know the what episode do you think he got the tattoo? Was it like the the Justice League episode? <laughs> they all sit down at the hall of heroes he's like fuck yeah let's go i'm going to get a tattoo
0: i think he said it was before that because he even states that as like kind of the tipping point where it like started to fade for him yeah okay. because i said i was like i enjoyed it for a while but like once they did as i dropped off and then i would just come back for the the events
1: Uh uh-huh
0: um as all the listeners know this and when crisis happened i'm like all right cw is over like that's the end that's the perfect Mm -hmm. ending i'm not going any farther and he goes
1: yeah that's pretty much where i dropped off (laughs) too wow um i don't know maybe like the reverse i i'll have to go back and watch i i I wouldn't mind watching like the first couple seasons because those are pretty solid but uh other than that, I don't know. It'd be an
0: interesting experiment. See how we feel about those first like four seasons. You know, the ones we really yeah. enjoyed.
1: Not th- like that's not to be said though. Still, fucking love Grant Gustin. Like, give this guy a movie deal. I don't like. He is not the Flash problem. The the Flash problems are not Grant Gustin's problems. Like that dude could play the Flash. Yeah,
0: the Flash problems is a CW like mm-hmm. it's a CW problem <laughs> because yeah. even. Like, cause they had to fill those 22 episodes or whatever. And I remember even back then we were enjoying them being like, yeah. all right, you know, that's the, the Gohan goes to the, the Island with the little kids episode. Like,
1: right. Do, do yep. we really need this filler? Right. You don't, you don't need that filler. <laughs> um, yeah, they uh, Netflix had a bad, ha- had a bad week on top of all the shit they were saying. Uh, they're no longer moving forward to the adaptation of Jeff Smith's Bones. So not only are they doing all those bad things to their users, they're also saying, well, content that you might actually want, yeah, fuck you. Uh, So Bones is not happening. Yeah. And I heard somebody else say this,
0: uh, how I feel about Netflix now. And uh, this person was telling me, like, I no longer want to get involved in a Netflix show because they're going to just pull the rug from under me before the show ends. It's like old school Fox. Yeah. Cause like the, every time I jump on these websites, to check it out. It's like this show got canceled. That show got canceled. This show got canceled. Yep. It's like, yep. and now they're not even making this thing that people have been looking forward to anymore. So yeah. I was never a bones
1: fan though. So it doesn't affect me that much. Yeah. It doesn't. Um, but either way, I mean, come on. Uh, I yeah, I, we'll we'll see if they they come out swinging with some some big shows but they can't even get it season of Stranger Things out so we'll see. Um the, uh Moon Knight episode 4, I'm about halfway through I haven't I read some comics this week but I haven't finished that episode. Like I said, not my, not for me this show. Um to me it feels like a low budget uh national treasure movie. <laughs> uh that's kind of where I like I, I got to the part where they're like looking at the Anubis symbol, the eye of Horus or whatever, and like tracing out some shit. And I was like, I just wish Nicolas Cage was explaining <laughs> this to me. Um, that's that being said, I, I know a lot of people love the show. I'm not shitting on the show. So just uh, what did you think of episode four?
0: First, I thought of you this entire episode because I don't think he turns into the Moon Knight once.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's... Dude, that's... Like, if it takes 20 to 25 minutes for him to put a costume on, i zone out. Like, I'm here for punchy, punchy costume, costume stuff, you know? Like, but... I don't know.
0: That said, I really enjoyed it. It was... Uh, so we got a look cause, uh Mark's wife gets her, like, real badass moment where she throws, like, a flare... In an ammo crate and kills a bunch of guys yeah. uh, there's some cool moments where they're where they're doing all the uh, like you said the national treasure shit <laughs> um, the big shock here is the ending so Mark whoever I think he was mark at the time mm-hmm. he gets shot and killed inside of the uh, pyramid at the end. And falls down and then wakes up in a mental asylum mm-hmm. and it flips the show on its head because all the characters we knew are inside this mental asylum with him. So like his oh. wife is there and he's got like a little action figure of moon Knight that he made. And the oh. bad guy is like the therapist. Now I think this is, I think, I don't know exactly what this is, but it's definitely a, he's not dead. There's two episodes left of a show called moon Knight, but (laughs) (laughs) I think this is a form of like purgatory for him. Okay. And what ends up happening is, um, I believe it's Mark goes to the, the lead therapist and it's the bad guy. I can't remember the dude's name, but the lead bad guy in the show and they have a little interaction. He runs away. He ends up going to a room And finding Stephen, so there's two Oscar Isaacs standing next to each other, which was a little weird. And uh, they have a whole interaction, and they're like so happy to see each other. And then they run out, and they're they're trying to escape this asylum. They find another room with something inside of a tomb, which I'm assuming is Mark's third personality, because they've hinted at twice now, and this was like a big hint towards it as well. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and then they get to the end of the, the huge spoilers, everybody, but they get to the end of the the hall and they run into one of the other Egyptian gods that I'm not familiar with, but it's a giant hippo. Okay. So everybody's making like Madagascar references off of it. I think that's the God that was controlling the, um, the woman that they were talking to uh, like two episodes ago. Yeah. That's yep. my prediction for it. Okay. Um, but it, it it's really great. I, I'm really enjoying it. The it's just getting everything right and it's treating all the the disability, the mental disability of it all properly and well. So I'm I'm really liking the show. I'm looking forward cool. to the next
1: episode. Yeah, that that sounds pretty interesting that they go to the asylum. Again, I dropped out of the episode where the good shit happens. Um I, right at the right at the mark where it changes over.
0: I did legitimately think of you. I didn't want to text you because it's like the day it came out and I'm like, there's no way you watched it. Yeah. But I did think of you because I just sat there. I was like, they didn't turn to Moon Knight once and Mike is pissed right
1: now. I'm pissed. I'm not pissed. I know everybody enjoys it. So like, you know, there's so much comic book stuff out there that, um, you know, everybody has their own. I mean, some people just love Egyptian stuff so much that, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Oh, it's like Kaiju shit for me, right? Like as every yeah. giant monster, I mean, people hate Godzilla movies. I can sit there and watch them all, you know? So it's, you know, everybody's got their own, their own stuff.
0: So I'll be interested to see how this tunes into the greater Marvel universe as well. That'll be fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm curious to, um, if like his split personality has something to do with multiverse or something, that'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know how they're going to tie, I mean, yeah, how they're going to tie it in with everything. It'll be interesting to see, because there's events that happened throughout the series so far that, like, they showed that everybody can see what's happening, so mm-hmm. it's not like it's Daredevil in his little corner of Hell's Kitchen, so what he's doing is affecting other people, so.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, We had a pretty awesome trailer this week. Yeah. Uh. The Thor Love and Thunder trailer. <laughs> Dude. Um is this this is the fourth Thor movie? Yep. So that being said, are we ever gonna lose him as Thor, you think? I mean, is he just in it for the long haul? Like he's gonna be pa- playing King Thor ten years from now. Oh god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Why would he not I, keep playing Thor? I think for I the remember hearing life?
0: I think I remember hearing that he was ready to be done with Thor until, huh. is it Taikiti? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Kawada. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Until he jumped on and it kind of like, because it's such a, if you saw those first two Thor movies, they're not good. Uh, no, they're not. And the third one really flipped it on its head. And like, mm-hmm. that's, such a better it's not even like a really great thor movie it's just a better movie right and uh so i don't know we'll see maybe he'll get bored of this version and say i'm done after a little while but as long as he wants to stick around and especially if Taikiti stays around like that dude obviously has a plan it seems like james gunn to guardians like i don't want to see anybody else do thor than Taikiti
1: right and if anybody knows that's the villain from uh free guy Oh, is he the villain free guy? Yeah. Yeah, that's Taikidi. The uh the dude the dude who's like the the tech guru guy. Yeah. I never watched free guy, so Oh you never watch okay. Either way. Um that's him. So yeah, I I think so Natalie Portman, but she's what's the name Lady Thor, right? Is that the character's name? The Mighty Thor. The Mighty Thor, sorry, okay. (laughs) Um, Because I saw that whole argument on the internet, people were like, it's not Lady Thor, it's just Thor, it's just Mighty Thor. I don't know what's true. All I know is what they call it in the comic is what I'm going to call it on the movie, because that's where they're pulling it from. So when they
0: switched over to Jane Foster Thor, well, before we knew it was Jane Foster, but still, yeah. when they switched over to Jane Foster Thor, she was referred to, the title of the book was The Mighty Thor, she was referred to as Thor. Okay. I always refer to her as the Mighty Thor
1: just to separate her from other Thor. Um, yeah, from Thor, Thor. Original Thor from Thor Thor. <laughs> yeah. Mighty Thor and Thor Thor. Okay. That makes more sense. Um I think Natalie Portman looks awesome with the helmet on. Uh she's definitely bulked up a little bit for the role. Uh And I like th- I like what Thor's saying in the trailer of like I what's my place in the universe? I'm just going to I'm just going to find some love. And he's just, like, cr- doing CrossFit on some old Titan. Was sick. Uh, I like that he kind of parts ways with Guardians of the Galaxy, but we get to see the whole interaction happening. He's not just, like, on his own yet. So, um, you could tell that, like, him and Star-Lord, there's no, there isn't a spot for two, like, jocks, you know? Yeah. So, uh I, I think that'll be interesting to see where they go. Cause that, that'll probably tie into their movie. Right. So, yeah, um, I, I dig trucker Thor. Yeah. That was, that was fantastic. Yep. Yep. Uh,
0: so I don't know if you saw this, but there's scenes that are just picked right out of the comics in this, like okay. when he's standing at the edge of the mountain and that, um, giant, whatever it is, dragon or something. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Like that's a scene from Jason Aaron's run there's, and then when Jane has the hammer, like that's straight out. This is all straight out of Jason Aaron's run, but yep. <laughs> there's so many great moments. And I like how they, it looks like how they adjusted it instead of like Thor's no longer worthy. Cause they kind of mm-hmm. did away with that whole, he needs the hammer thing. Right. right. Um, it's just him being like, listen, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to go like be a trucker and like, Bang space ladies and have a good yeah, time. Yeah,
1: right, right, exactly. Like I might be worthy, but I'm tired, bro. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, Natalie Portman looks phenomenal. the yeah. The music was great. Um, some Guns and Roses always good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm stoked for this. I the only thing that was disappointed by was we didn't get to see uh, Christian Bale, uh, Gore.
1: Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, he plays the big and villain. They're gonna be
0: hiding that for sure. Yeah. That's gonna be like the last trailer. Yeah. Yeah. When they're ready to go. Especially with uh Doctor
1: Strange like a week away, two weeks away. Oh I wonder I wonder if maybe they they've kinda like buried the lead with the um with the villain because maybe that's he comes out of the multiverse of madness. You know. Maybe. Yeah. Like, Doctor Strange, you messed up a ton of shit, and now we have all these new villains. Um, That'd be cool. Instead of everything being
0: Tony Stark's fault, now it's Doctor Strange's fault. Yeah, now
1: it's Doctor Strange's (laughs) fault. Yep. There you go. Uh, I'm so so,
0: down for this movie. So down. Yeah.
1: It looks sick. Uh, there's, There's a little bit of comic news, then I can talk about some of the stuff I read this week. Um...
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is my favorite tool in my podcasting tool belt. Uh, ever since we got Zencaster, it's just made everything easier, more streamlined. It's simpler to bring in guests and have them come and talk on the show. It makes the post-production for the show so much easier. And just everything simpler, faster, better. Our videos have looked better. Our audio has been better. Everything. Just phenomenal. It's If you're doing a podcast or you're thinking about doing a podcast, seriously, Zencaster is the first thing, right after you buy the microphone, to grab as part of your tool belt. It's just a phenomenal tool. So if you want to do that, everybody go to... Zencaster.com and use the promo code Fortress of Comic News and you will get 30% off. Once again, that's Zencaster.com and use the promo code Fortress of Comic News or you can use my link Zen.ai slash Fortress Comic News. Those are also all in the show notes. If you forget partway through the show, they're right there for you. But seriously, check it out Thirty percent off—you can't miss.
1: Trust me. Yeah, Marvel announced uh, last month that it was relaunching Daredevil with a new number one with Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto. This month, they announced issue two is issue six hundred and fifty, and that it'll be an oversized issue full of content from a who's who of Daredevil creators. Also, they didn't announce who was the list, who was on that list. We can assume that it means we'll get a new Frank Miller story. Other names we'd like to see join the roster aren't looking. We aren't holding our breath because we're not sure yet. Uh, Mark Wade, Ed Brubaker, Brian Michael Bendis, Kevin Smith that have written Daredevil in the past. Uh, Dude, this is like this can't get any more become any more of a meme of like oh shit, new number one. Okay, here's the number two, but it's actually six fifty, and now it's a. Big anthology thing, and we're bringing everybody back. So you buy this one, and you'll buy the first one. What the hell is going on?
0: Yeah, because I was just doing a, a video on Thor, Thor twenty four, which is Thor seven fifty. Okay, I forget. But once again, like huge list of creators, oversized issue. Give yep. us more money. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. It's a cash grab. It's a cash grab. But if I get a new Frank Miller Daredevil it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I do so Ed Brubaker is never going to happen. I put that on that list cuz I'm like god, I love that Brubaker's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um Mark Wade, I don't know cuz I don't know if he's agnostic right now between the two or if he's like cuz he tends to go back and forth and stick okay. with one. Yeah. But his run was just so fucking good. And then the one I have faith for is I think Kevin Smith will come back for it because mm-hmm. yeah. he still buddies with uh, everybody there. Yep. yep if, if anyone doesn't know, like the people in charge of Marvel right now were the people in charge of um, Marvel Knights back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Kevin was like the launch for Daredevil Marvel Knights. So yeah. a lot of them like credit their success for that book and like what kevin did so it would not shock me if he came back
1: that'd be sick yeah he's been a little more into the comic book he seems to be like getting out of movies and back into comic books again this year between the imprint and now and stuff like that so
0: yeah although he is doing like clerks three is apparently done so mall rats two we'll get that yeah i think mars two is next in
1: line so never got moose jaws yeah still got not moose jaws Never got moose jaws. I think that's yoga hosers though. Yeah, yoga hosers. Um, Okay, DC and Marvel, this is pretty cool. Separately have announced that they're including ads in their June issue celebrating George Perez's birthday. Uh, DC will have a two-page spread celebrating the best of Perez's DC contributions um, drawn by a collection of DC artists. um, And Marvel's will be an ad with the Avengers holding up a glass titled Once an Avenger, Always an Avenger. Um, so that's pretty awesome.
0: And yeah, I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta hand it to DC too. That page, it's like a
1: two-page yeah. spread. It's yeah. so good. It is really good. It's 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 the art alone will let you is gonna get me to buy a uh, physical issue in the month of June because you got some amazing characters. I mean, you got some new gods. You have, uh, you have the anti of dark Darkseid. You got the Justice League. You have the Teen Titans. Um, you you have pretty much everybody. Oh, I see the I see the JSA in the background. Um, Even Vigilantes in there. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Holy shit! Yeah, Uh, Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, and I can't. There's some people in the top right that I can't really tell. It looks like cheetah. I have to like keep expanding. I think the it's uh,
0: the Amazonians and then cheetah because it's like that's oh yeah Ares yeah. So maybe yeah. it's the Greek gods and cheetah.
1: There's three supermen. Well, I guess the first one on the left, Superboy. There's a Superman at the top right in the Justice League, and then there's a Superman that's part of the JSA.
0: So yeah, I think the one in the middle Superman.
1: is Earth Superman. Two Superman. Yeah which is awesome (laughs) that they acknowledge that. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's an amazing spread. Uh, And then also you have George Perez there uh, sitting in front with his, you know, classic Hawaiian shirt on sitting in front of the, uh, the board. So, yeah. yeah. And while I like the Marvel one, like it's, it's
0: Perez's Avengers. It's like simple and just kind of like really sweet. DC just blew it out of the park with theirs. Like, it's so much
1: better. (laughs) The Marvel one's kind of depressing. The Um, Marvel. It's also funny that you have the alcoholics holding water bottles for the toast. (laughs) You have Tony Stark holding a water bottle. You have Dinah, or uh, not Dinah, uh, who the hell is that? Uh, Black Cat? Uh, Mockingbird. Mockingbird. So I'm guessing she was an alcoholic too. Um, yeah I you sh- see now Tony that you Hart say Pony. that you
0: ruined it for me because now it feels like what you would put out after his death,
1: yeah, oh yeah, it's depressed. like all their <laughs> eyes are down and like they all look really depressed, um they look really sad, so i think I think the d c one is more of a celebration, I don't know <laughs> But either way, I think it's cool that they're a- at least acknowledging all the work that he built in both of these universes.
0: Yeah, and um, better late than never. But
1: you know, at least right. he'll live. At least he's alive to see it. You know. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, okay. Before I get into what I read this week, I got some purchases I want to show off. Uh, I really hate bad idea for making me do this, but I had to um, get my Odin's eye run through ebay so uh i didn't end up paying too much for these issues so i do have one through four that i'm gonna end up reading uh that was not i wouldn't say but i do have one through four here uh picked up a physical copy of mk ultra reading through that amazing stuff amazing art i'm almost done with that um awesome stuff just wanted to show that off. Also, that comic shop I went into in Boston this weekend had MK Ultra like right on the front shelf, so that was pretty cool to see. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and I was telling everybody to go fucking buy it and read it. Um, and then I have my comics this week. So, Batman eighty nine. Uh, this is Ham and Queen owns on the art. Uh, this this is Batman eighty nine number five. I think the final issue is six. Uh, Two faces terrorizing the city. He captures Gordon. uh, He shoots him. Don't know if he's dead. We'll see. And the final, it's the final, like, battle for Gotham next issue between Batman and Two-Face. I do like that we're getting a Two-Face story set in the 89 universe. Um, Really highly recommend this if you're a Batman 89 fan. Uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number two. This is Mark Wade Dan Mora. You read this or no?
0: No, because I was getting it digitally.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. So I won't ask you if you read these. Uh, do you care if I spoil it? Go on, okay, uh Superman recovers magically um we, if you ever, yeah, if anybody remembers we brought Superman to the doom Patrol house uh a little bit of a twist. we find out this villain is like an ancient Chinese warlord called the devil Niza, which was awesome. I love that shit. I love ancient Chinese warlords in my <laughs> comics, so uh super they send supergirl and robin back in time to see how this group in ancient china imprisoned him there was like this group of heroes kind of like the justice league that imprisoned him so they're going back to research it while they're going back though supergirl and robin have this back and forth of like they used to be dating and now they like despise each other um which is kind of cool to see so they go back in time they get greeted by the heroes and the heroes obviously think they're like demons or some shit because they come back and they have powers. Well supergirl has powers. Um and then Superman and Batman go to save Billy Batson because uh there's another like demon thing terrorizing Billy Batson in Philly. Um but they get trapped in hell because it was it was a trap so they get sent to hell with the demon. Uh that's where the devil Niza is is down in hell so Batman, Superman, Billy Batson are in hell. And Supergirl and Robin are on this back in time trying to figure out how to capture it in the first place. It's a wild ride. It's a lot of fun. Uh, man, this like this is how you write Superman and Batman. It's it's awesome. Uh, Batman the Knight, Chip Zdarsky, uh D Gian Domenico on the art. I think it was issue four or five. I can't remember the issue number. I didn't write it down. Uh Bruce, this is like Bruce, where Bruce learns Kung Fu. He goes to a dojo similar to Batman Begins style. Um, but the 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 twist on this dojo, I like what Chip Zdarsky did. This isn't a dojo for good people. This The leader of the dojo is in hiding because the Kung Fu or whatever he taught people was used um, in an assassination or something. So he had to go into hiding. And Bruce knows that. And he's like one of the best people. So while he's there... He notices, like, these, like... While he had to struggle to join the crew to get trained, there's some people that just get to show up and train. And um, he finds out that there's a benefactor sending assassins to get trained here to kind of leave this guy alone. Like, if he's allowed to have these assassins trained there, he won't out this guy for being in hiding, and he has to, like, train them. So uh, Bruce makes a friend, and he decides to leave... The dojo when they the day they're teaching this like like this death punch technique that'll kill your enemy and he's like I don't ever want to kill someone so let's leave and go find the dude who's forcing you to train these assassins so that's kind of where we leave off really solid issue because like you don't want to spend more than one issue back in you know <laughs> uh, the League of Assassins or League of Shadows so I'm glad we got out of there with one issue yeah. uh night of the ghoul number six, this is the finale by uh, Snyder and Francisco Francavilla. Um, I think it was a solid ending. There's a twist at the end where you think the guy that the father saves was the director who it was being eaten by the people that worship the ghoul. Come to find out they took the ghoul from the, the good people, which is like the house of the scarab versus the house of the flies or whatever. So he ends up being the ghoul. Um, the end they think they kill the ghoul and the dad gets away in an ambulance but the people driving the ambulance are the cult of the fly and the dad most likely has the ghoul inside him now um and then the order of the scarab picks up the film that he was originally playing at the end and that film reel shows that the ghoul went into the old man director and that was like the big reveal so now the the Scarab people have that. Maybe we'll get another series where they go to get him back or something. Um, I think it was a solid series. Uh, you know, Scott Snyder can do horror. And then I had Hulk number six. Donnie Cates, Ryan Otley. Uh, this is a wild issue. You're going to love this issue. Uh, basically, yeah. Did you read it? I did. Okay. So you did read that one. Maybe you could explain to me. So... <laughs> hulk goes hulk and he basically turns to doomsday <laughs> yes <laughs> is what i okay um so basically banner gets the hulk back from this betty person uh the uh, and other banner the one with the eye patch kills ross shoots him and there's a gamma bomb about to hit and he tells he tells banner and hulk to get out of there he goes through a portal something fly is flying at him through the portal And it's Thor's hammer, but it looks different. It's like got cracks in it and stuff. Can you explain to me why it looks different? So in Thor, he got rid of the hammer and
0: um, much like in the movies. And they... So the last Thor run was the God of Hammers. And the God of Hammers was Milner, Thor's hammer. So he had to destroy the hammer to release Mjolnir from it, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then, I think it was Valkyrie came and fixed the hammer, but there's no longer any kind of magical... Because mm. there was, like, a, the heart of a sun inside of oh. the hammer, or something like that, okay. which is how it had, like, some sort of sentience. Well, now okay. it doesn't have that anymore. So she took all the pieces and welded them back together, and that's the new hammer. So now Thor has his hammer again. So we've had okay. like, I don't know, 10 issues of like trying to figure out what happened to Thor's hammer and then him fighting it and all this stuff.
1: So that's why it looks that way. Uh, okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Also so, a book, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now we're getting crossovers again. Uh, Donnie's done this once before, you know, with the ghost Rider and the Thanos thing. This is what he's good at. So um, this book is phenomenal. Yeah, I really liked. There's a
0: moment where Banner like tricks Hulk into going back into the engine room. Yeah, and Hulk just looks back at him as Banner's betraying him, and he just goes, "Banner, I'm sorry." And I just yeah, that was a little sad. Give me the feels in a Hulk book, man.
1: Yeah, what what are you doing with these feelings in a Hulk book? It's about (laughs) smashing things, but no, it was yeah, that was a pretty sad moment. And yeah, the whole like him
0: turning into whatever that thing was titan hulk i think they're calling it Mm -hmm. um yeah there was a whole like thing before there where they're like everybody gets a hulk this person Hulk. that person you get a hulk Hulk Hulk. have a hulk yeah okay
1: (laughs) yeah that was a little funny that was just like him poking at fun it worked though yeah it did and that was that was all i had this week uh there's some other stuff i didn't get to read like shang chi and stuff like that so my granite state punk came in Nice! So I got all the covers. Ooh, those! Is that the metallic cover? How shiny! Sick. It is. Wow, that's worth a lot of Boku bucks. Yeah, because it's shiny. Awesome. That's what the nineties taught me. Yeah.
0: Um. Awesome. Yeah. So I got this in um this week, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Did you Did you really. back it? Yeah, I re- I just got the digital issue, but I liked it. Yep. Yeah, it's just a uh, it's. Kind of a, a very straightforward book, but it's just this guy. He's got this family history. He's um kind of this like punk rock anarchist in New Hampshire, and uh find he he has this background where his parents are like witches and wizards, and they have a whole connection to saying witch trial, and this woman tries to kill him and he kills her instead. Um but the the actual substance of the book where Travis gets into a lot of the ideas and kind of working through um, issues of like substance abuse and all this other crap, like so well done. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like every time Travis puts out a book, he gets a little better and I think that's a good thing. Yep. So I really oh, yeah. liked it. Good. Um, I read the secret history of the war on drugs. Number one. Did you check oh. this out? No so it's um Jerry Duggan and Brian is it Posein? okay the the comedian who's always the weird guy in every sitcom okay uh, and it's a a fake retelling of the war on drugs but it's done in the style of an action movie that's funny so this guy uh, he works for the government and when you first meet him like he's killing lizard people in South Africa oh my god um. And then he's brought in by the government and this takes place in the eighties to start the war on drugs. So he has to go to California and like burn down weed fields. <laughs> and instead of, so the people capture him instead of killing him, they just get him really fucking high. That's hilarious. And he ends up getting higher than anybody ever has because they put this like gas mass that's attached to a bong. Uh huh. And he uh, is, <laughs> he meets weed thing. Oh. Which is a marijuana version of Swamp Thing. That's amazing. Who throws him, like, the true meaning of life and everything. And then a bunch of his other, like, mercenary friends, like, join up with the government to take him down because he's now betrayed them. Because he's going to live a life of, like, solitude with his marijuana wow. friends. Wow. It's fucking weird and crazy. There's a few, like, moments in it where I felt like they just kind of had to jam in something in there. like. Mm-hmm. Politics-wise, but other things too, like agenda stuff. From like, this should have been just straight fun, but for that's like two percent of the book, and I could throw it Mm -hmm. away and ignore it because the book was fucking awesome and crazy. Awesome. And if that doesn't sell you, everybody, the opening of the book is them being like happy four twenty, everybody, because Wednesday was four twenty. Yeah, it came out. Um, I hope everybody's having fun and enjoying themselves, and blah blah. And I hope you really like this book. Unless you're celebrating Hitler's birthday, then fuck you. I don't want your money. And then who was on to the story. And I was like, that was good. That was a good joke. That's funny. Uh, and then Captain America number zero came out.
1: Oh, yeah. The Con Kelly Jackson Lanzig. Yes. And
0: I, I closed it, didn't I? But so I was looking up to see who the artist was because the art is amazing. Amazing. Uh, Almost. It will be on the inside cover of your book. It's not. That was. A th- oh. I was trying to. Fu- I'm sure it is somewhere, but it's not like on that first page.
1: Uh, sometimes but, like, they put it in the middle, dude. Oh, damn. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like it's oh. almost, almost Alex Ross level art. Damn. Like it's so <laughs>
0: goddamn good. But then the story is pretty interesting too. So it's the two caps, and Sam, and mm-hmm. they're fighting Zola, who's built up his own company and decided to make a rocket. We're definitely not talking about anything here. Um, (laughs) And the rocket comes out of a skyscraper in New York city. And he's basically going to destroy the world and send everybody, like the people he wants to space and turn them into like little mini Zolas. And then they fight them and they win. That's the basis of the story. What it really was for me was, Hey everybody, we got two Captain Americas now here they are um this is what they're about and it was just done really well and with mm-hmm. a lot of love and care and there's even a a moment in the back of a book where the fight's over and they're kind of having a debate over what they're going to call each other mm-hmm. and sam's like i can't call it, you know awkward question um i can't be called captain america so what will i be the astonishing captain america <laughs> And then uh, Steve goes, no, what about the uncanny Captain America? <laughs> and Sam really? goes, well, no, that's you. He goes, wouldn't I be the spectacular Captain America? So I was like <laughs> picking at Marvel a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, if you're a lapsed Cap fan, pick this book up. It was just pure fun and joy. And mm-hmm. it, I loved it so much. It's everything I want a Cap book to be. Awesome.
1: And I will say... Shout out to Colin and Jackson because I walked into that comic shop. Uh, I bought it digitally. I didn't, I didn't buy a physical copy of uh, Batman beyond Neo year and it sold out at their shop. So Batman beyond books selling out was pretty awesome. Yeah. The beyond fans show up, man. They oh, Show yeah. up. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: So Mike, that's everything I had. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at fortress Ricker on Twitter. Where can they find you and or the show? you find me at Fortress Chris on Twitter, and you can find the show at Fortress Comics underscore on Twitter, also at Fortress Comic Remember everybody to give us the five stars on the podcatcher, like, subscribe, share, comment down below on YouTube. And if you want to go the extra mile, check out both our affiliate links and Patreon at patreon.com slash fortress comics. Thank y'all so much for listening this week. And we'll see you all here next week. See ya.